It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Diz Radio, and the Diz Radio Show. And this week, for show number 207 for the week of March 8th, 2018, we're taking you to Zombieland. We're taking you to a place where they're full of green hair. They don't want to eat your brains. They just want to fit in with society because we have none other than James Godfrey stopping in here this week to celebrate with us. That's right, James Godfrey, who you may know as Bonzo from the Disney Channel original movie Zombies. He's also from Disney. Channels to swap. He's a sketch comedian. He's from Shadow Hunters and so many other things. And James is going to stop in and chat with us, talk about what it's like being part of many of these great Disney Channel original movies, what it was like playing a zombie, of course, how hard was it to be a zombie and not want to eat the brains, as well as sketch comedy, his favorite comedians, and so much more. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, and we have Alexa back with the latest from all the Disney parks with Disney Parks in 5. You have the questions, he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions in I Want to Know. You want those tips, you want the tricks, you want to figure out the best way to maximize your vacation? Well, Dominic's going to do that in the short leash here this week. We have Chaz with more about our very special guest, James Godfrey in the Hollywood Walk, and let's not forget Frank, who's going to give you a little bit of insight to Walt, the movies, animation, and more with the Disney quote of the week. And maybe your stomach is rumbling because our shows tend to be very long. We have Trisha and Jamie back with Magical Munchies. That's right, with more food and all kinds of things to just whet your appetite. There is all kinds of news hot off the D-wire. From Star Wars to Disney Channel, Disney Junior, all kinds of new attractions, Toy Story Land, television series, and so much more. So before we officially kick off this week's show and get things rolling here, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have from dining reservations, character interactions, you name it. They're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process, and treat you like family. They're award-winning. They have bilingual experts to help you with any language barrier that you could possibly have and so much more. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to jump into things here. So let's head off into Zombieland and so many other things. And we are still new into 2018. I know it's March, but you know what? With a little bit of love, a little bit of trust, a little bit of hard work, it might just be your year. So let's officially kick off show number 207 for the week of March 8th, 2018. My first day of school They say be careful Those humans can be mean But I'm 
also going out for the football team This might look rough, but it's home sweet home Just a little bit of dust and a little bit of mold But it ain't so bad on this side of the track We make it work with a little bit of swag On this side, we can all keep winning If we just try to fit in Watch it come together, be the best one ever Because it's my time, this is gonna be my year We'll never be accepted. Zombies need to rise up. Fight the good fight. Stand for what's right. We get the worst job in a curfew at night. To make us wear these uniforms that all look the same. Why is it just us being treated this way? I say we stick it to their institution. You want justice? We need a revolution. Yeah, you got a point, but today's an improvement. Cause baby steps is still movement. Hey, Bonzo, come and spit a verse. A zig zig quick, what ziggy got ya? Ziggy got goat, zig ziggy got zong. He just dropped that in zombie. Yeah, all he said is he's hungry. Cosmic event. A mysterious green haze changed the fate of the world. Touched by it, you turned into a zombie. But we've come a long way since the outbreak, thanks to the Z Bear. This puppy delivers a dose of soothing electromagnetic pulses that keep us from eating brains. I'm Zed, and yeah, I'm a zombie. Today's the first day we can attend human high school. No more classes in a dingy basement. You were saying? This is supposed to be chemistry. 45 minutes ago, I was a janitor kid, so bear with me. Change is upon us now that zombies have entered our school. Some people still think we'll eat them. Ew! Nasty! Zombie germs! You're either pro-cheerleader or pro-zombie. Could end up with the recheck table like that. What is this? More zombie apparel. You're cut! Live in large and in charge. We're gonna let our freak flags fly. 
Zombies, a new Disney Channel original movie, premieres Friday, February 16th on Disney Channel. As they say in old zombie tongue, bizarre nutty garzane garstick. You just thanked me for rubbing peanut butter on your umbrella. Oh. Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 207 for the week of March 8th, 2018, as we're getting ready for green-haired zombies that just want to be part of society, as we have none other than James Godfrey, yes, from Disney's Zombies, The Swap, Shadowhunters, he's a sketch comedian, and more stopping in here this week. We also have the D-team, that's right, Alexa, Aaron, Dominic, Chaz, Frank, Trisha, and Jamie, all stopping in here this week with their signature segments and so much more. So before I jump into news hot off the D-wire and keep this show rolling, I do want to give you all the different ways you can and stay connected here at Diz Radio. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DizRadioShow. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, magical, different kind of nostalgic Disney show. And if you want to stay connected instantly, you can't wait. You want to hear our celebrity guests. You want to hear the D-Team. Maybe you find it in your heart. You actually really want to hear me too. You never know. 
Go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio, and there you can search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio, and hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, the device of your choosing. It is that easy. All you have to do is hit subscribe and get the latest shows to listen to right away. Have the magic in your ears. Share it with your family when you're driving. Listen in your cubicle at work. Share the magic every single week. And if you can't remember any of these links that I just said, because maybe you're driving right now listening, all you have to do is go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and find all these links there as well. All right, that is out of the way. It is time to jump into the news hot off the D-Wire here this week. And how about Disney planning to celebrate 90 years of Mickey Mouse with worldwide festivities? That is right. Disney announced this week that the launch of a worldwide celebration honoring 90 years of Mickey Mouse since his big string debut in Steamboat Willie on November 18th, 1928. Yes, Mickey has been the global ambassador for the Walt Disney Company that we know and love for years and years to come. Now, from the beloved Mickey Mouse Club all the way through today's Mickey Mouse cartoon shorts, Mickey's optimistic outlook on life and endearing personality continue to delight everybody. He is everybody's favorite mouse. Now the party kicked off this last week on March 7th with the happiest show on earth. Now a runway fashion event featuring Mickey inspired collections designed by Couture brand and it was the opening ceremony founders were there to help with the festivities with Mickey Mouse. Now the show also serves as an opening ceremony for spring 2018 runway show and the closeout of fashion week celebrations around the world. Now the celebration is going to continue on all throughout 2018. Now this fall ABC will air a star-studded celebration of Mickey in honor of his birthday with special guests, musical performances and more. The Disney Channel is going to debut season 5 of the Mickey Mouse animated shorts taking the series total to more than 90 shorts including a special 7 minute extended length birthday episode that will air later this year. Now, the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts around the world are going to celebrate Mickey's 90th on November 18th, marking the day with commemorative merchandise, photo locations, and more. Now, also beginning late in 2018 and 2019, the world's biggest mouse party, saluting Mickey and Minnie, will take place at Disney Parks worldwide. Now, it doesn't end there. Maybe you're going around to other places and Disney on ice. Yes, it's coming to your hometown. Disney on Ice will salute Mickey as the true original host of Disney on Ice since its inception in 1981 by creating Mickey's 90th pre-shows for productions touring the United States, Europe, Middle East, Africa, and Latin America. Now they're also going to have Disney on Ice presents Mickey's special celebration, an all-new production showcasing Mickey Mouse's memories throughout the years, and it will launch in Japan in July of 2018 and continue touring throughout the Asia Pacific region until August of 2019. Now the Disney store is going to continue with milestone moments for Mickey Mouse and Mickey Mouse Memories Collection that is launching as well, as well as new limited release editions of 12 collectible plush mugs, cloisonne pins, and more inspired by Mickey Mouse. Now Disney Publishing Worldwide, it's not ending there. That's right, they're going to introduce more than 30 titles globally. Yes, 30 globally as part of Mickey's 90th, including books, art, crafts, and comics. Now, in addition, D23, the official Disney fan club, will be celebrating Mickey's 90th all throughout 2018. Now, D23 and the Walt Disney Archives, in partnership 
with Walt Disney Animation Studios, have commissioned legendary Disney animator Mark Henn to paint Mickey's official 90th birthday portrait. Now, Henn follows in the footsteps of artists such as Disney legend John Hench, who crafted five of Mickey's official portraits, and Henn animated Mickey for the Mickey's Christmas Carol back in 1983, and is currently at work on the Wreck-It Ralph sequel, Ralph Breaks the Internet. That's right, now the new portrait will debut on the cover fall issue of the Disney 23 quarterly publication from D23. Now, this November, D23 will also present Destination D, celebrating Mickey Mouse, a two-day event at the Walt Disney World Resort featuring panels, presentations, and fun-filled entertainment. There is so much stuff going on. How could it not? It is Mickey Mouse. It is the one that we all love, the one that we want to make sure that we are there for, the one that makes all this happen. Yes, Mickey's 90th birthday. Now, moving along here, let's get into somebody who is finally getting some recognition as well, and that galaxy far, far away, and how about Mark Hamill? Yes, Luke Skywalker himself, you also know him as the Joker, and more, finally received his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yes, this week, yes, today, on March 8th, Mark Hamill received his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It took him decades, and it was a star-studded event. You had Harrison Ford there to help with the festivities. Mark Hamill even sat in his Luke Skywalker Jedi meditation pose to pose with pictures with his star on the Walk of Fame. Now this is fantastic and of course great timing as Star Wars The Last Jedi is coming to digital on March 13th and on Blu-ray March 27th. But it was a great celebration if you missed it. All you have to do is search hashtag Jedi Day and you can find out all kinds of things that happened yesterday as he officially got his spot that was long overdue on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Now, moving aside from all that, let's get into some Disney, but how about out on the open seas? Yes, we are out there, we're sailing around, and Disney has now shared quick peeks at its all-new cruise ships. Now, the Walt Disney Company has now shared peak views at what three new ships that are going on under construction are going to look like when they set sail over the next five years. Now, the Disney Cruise Line has three new yet-to-be-named ships that will begin sailing in 2021. 2022 and 2023 and it'll be larger than the current ships in rotation that's right they're saying they're going to be huge now the disney parks blog has officially said the new ships will embody the elegance and romance of the golden age of ocean cruising with unique touches all of their own the three new vessels will offer more innovation new technologies spectacular entertainment and more disney stories and characters than ever before ingenuity and innovation from stem to stern will amaze and delight disney cruise line guests of all ages they have also continued on to say our new ships will bring disney's iconic stories and franchises to life in all new thrilling and surprising ways building on the creativity that they've introduced across the existing fleet already now just over the past several years we have added such things like marvel and star wars and many other places with kids clubs and more we are going to do that even more. Now, each ship will approximately be 140,000 gross tons and have more than 1,250 guest staterooms. Now, the design plans, names, and itineraries are still in development according to the official Disney release, but in addition, the ships will run off liquefied natural gas. This is entirely something different, clean, and new. Now, Disney's cruise business is a vital thing for them to keep going in the Florida area. They get so much business from everybody wanting to take the cruise and the cruise lines, and they're fun. But now they're going to have three brand new ships, larger than the other ones, and really expand on this. Because I think, in the end, people want to take a cruise, but they still want that Disney feel, and they're going to keep it going. 
Now, it's not just all about money when it comes to Disney in terms of them making money. They also donate lots of money. And Disney has announced a $100 million children's hospital initiative. That's right, the Walt Disney Company announced this last week that it would spend over $100 million over the next five years outfitting children's hospitals around the world with Disney characters and fulfilling silk children's wishes as part of their new initiative. Now, the Burbank-based media giant, as we all know, Disney, announced it that it had plans to reinvent the patient and family experience with interactive hospital room decor, on-campus theaters featuring the company's movies and television shows, and mobile carts featuring Disney-themed games and toys. Now, other proposed concepts include an electronic tag-based system, which kids can choose their favorite Disney stories and characters to surround them during their stay as well as Disney customer experience training for physicians, nurses, and staff. Now, Disney has also said it plans to create a program specifically for healthcare workers through the Disney Institute to help them in making this extra special and magical for kids in need. Now, as they have officially released so far, Disney stories and characters provide a shared vocabulary between our young patients and our medical team, said Dr. James Foner. Now, he also went on to say that the magic of Disney restores some childhood innocence during a very difficult time and also allows us caregivers to be on our very best. Now, the rollout will take place over the next five years, and with the help of Disney's so-called Imagineers, as they put it, and I don't like to call them so-called Imagineers. It's not a good way to put it. But the same employees that are responsible for immersive experiences at the parks. If you're listening to the show, you know what an Imagineer is. They're going to bring that to life at children's hospitals. This is just great. It's going to be awesome. And, you know, I just think it's a, it's a good cause. And Disney also went on to grant more than 10,000 wishes last year alone. Now, getting into those Disney magic and the movies and things like that, this last week we got some glimpses at some great things. First off, Mary Poppins Returns. I was really skeptical about this one. If it was going to be a good movie, a bad movie, I didn't know what to make of it. But Disney's first impression for Mary Poppins Returns, it sold me. I'm at least intrigued. I think that it's going to be a little bit better now. I think the story could continue. I do like that it's not a reboot, but a continuing of the story. So it doesn't diminish, you know, everything that we know and love with Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke and the Sherman Brothers. But the trailer, it does look good. It looks different. I think it's great that it's still a period piece. You know, they didn't bring her into something nowadays. It truly is a sequel. So I have to say that, you know, I, I, I'm open for it now. But one that I'm really excited for is Christopher Robin. Now, this last week, Christopher Robin dropped as well for a teaser. And it's the first time we're going to see Pooh in real life as an actual stuffed Pooh bear. And you know what? I am excited for this one. It is going to be magical and great. And, you know, the teaser trailer alone almost brought tears to my eyes. Now, I love the Christopher Robin movie that came out last year, not by Disney, called Goodbye, Christopher Robin. That was an entirely different one. And that was a good movie. I loved that movie. That was a really good one. But this one is just great. I mean, it's following Christopher Robin. He's grown up. He has some issues going on. He's not spending enough time with his family and other things. And then you got Pooh just slightly there in the teaser, just there to say, hello, I'm here for you. We can all imagine why he's there. 
bring back the innocence, bring back the love, bring back what's important with Pooh Bear and more. Now, Jim Cummings is reprising his role as Winnie the Pooh. You all know we love Jim Cummings here at the show. He's been a guest many times here on Diz Radio, as well as when we met him at a few conventions. And, you know, it, it, he's not doing Tigger. He's just doing Pooh for this film. But you know what? That's the most important because nobody can pull off Pooh as well as Jim Cummings because in the last 20 years, he is Pooh Bear. It is truly one that touches the heart, and I'm excited for this film. Now, moving along here, let's get back to a galaxy far, far away. And how about John Favreau to write and produce new Star Wars series for Disney? Yes, that galaxy far, far away keeps expanding and getting bigger and bigger. And in the latest flurry of Star Wars news and spinoffs, Walt Disney announced this last week that John Favreau will write and executive produce a live-action Star Wars series for the company's streaming platform that is coming next year. Now, Disney is readying a streaming service to compete with Netflix, and we already know that it's going to be up in the air in which one you subscribe to. I will say that. But Star Wars is going to be a major component of that. Now, the not-yet-named service is planned to launch next year, in 2019. Now, as Disney has stated, John brings the perfect mix of producing and writing talent combined with the fluency in the Star Wars universe, said Kathleen Kennedy, Lucasfilm president. She also continued on to say this series will allow John the chance to work with a diverse group of writers and directors to give Lucasfilm the opportunity to build a robust talent base. Now, Favreau has been a Disney regular, having directed the first two Iron Man films for Marvel and as well as 2016's The Jungle Book, and he's also helped produce several Avengers movies and he's currently prepping the Lion King remake to be released in 2019. Now he also has a little bit of Star Wars experience as he provided the voice for the Clone Wars animated series and he also had a role in the upcoming Han Solo spin-off The Star Wars Story. Now I will say that this is something that's I, I've got trust in Jon Favreau in the recent years. He went from being a bumbling guy on Friends who wanted to be an MMA fighter to a great talented director i think it'll be great and you know he even said if you told me at 11 years old i'd be getting to tell stories with star wars i wouldn't had believed you so disney is just amping it up to make you really want to get that streaming service now to close things out here we have to end on a little bit of a sad note but one that isn't going to go unnoticed and how about david ogden steers yes you know him from mash and us disney fans know him from many things including cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. He has passed away this last week at age 75. Now, David Ogden Steers, who played the snobbish but sympathetic surgeon Winchester on MASH, yes, I remember watching MASH in reruns my entire childhood with my dad, he later delighted generations of children, like I said, as Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast. He died this last week on March 3rd at his home in Oregon, and he was 75 years old. He ended up having bladder cancer, said his agent. He was battling it for a while. Now, she said Mr. Steers, who once declared that villains are a slice of heaven, lent his large structure and booming voice to King Lear, as well as many other things. He was part of so many series, including Stephen King's The Dead Zone and Perry Mason in courtroom dramas. Now, he also performed many different things on Broadway and more, but everybody knows him for his work on MASH, which premiered on CBS in 1972 and ran all the way through 1983. Now, he also went on to be Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast and continued to play that role for years to come that all of us generations know and loved. Now, in later years, he was always worried that he would only be known as Winchester from MASH, and not nobody would ever remember him for anything else he's ever done. 
He also preferred that people recognized him for his Disney work. And I think this is just one of those things as an actor where either you embrace where people know you from or you regret it. And you know what? He has to just he had to just realize that people loved him from MASH, Cogsworth, you name it. And if those were the biggest things that stood out in people's minds, you still did your job as an actor and made those lasting memories. So definitely, it is a sad day. Passed away, 75 years old, David Ogden Sears, Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. You truly will be missed. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to press on here. We have a lot of fun things going on here this week. We are celebrating Disney Channel original movies, the future, zombies, and just wanting to be yourself. Part of society, standing strong, and so much more. It is a huge, huge thing, as we have none other than James Godfrey stopping in here very shortly. We have the D-team with Alexa, Aaron, Dominic, Chaz, Frank, Trisha, and Jamie all stopping in with their signature segments and so much more. So before I release the reins here to the D-team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have from dining reservations, character interactions, you name it. They're going to hold your hand, treat you like family, and walk you through the process and make it simple and magical. They have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, we're going to continue on here with the show. And this weekend, we have a lot of things going on. I have a basketball tournament, a hockey tournament, and of course, my oldest daughter, who's 11 years old, has a gymnastics meet here this weekend. And one thing that she always has to do is overcome all of her fears. Every level she goes up to, she has to overcome her fears, and she does. And we always have an anthem. We always have a song. There's always one song that I that she always has, and I always play with her that, you know, this one's going to get you through this. This one's going to get you through that. Well, you know what? This weekend, she had more things. She's having a great meat season. And yes, proud daddy moment. And of course, Zombies, James Godfrey is our guest. One song that stuck out to her being in, you know, middle school and gymnastics and all these things was she loved the song Stand from Zombies. She said it was just her new inspirational song. So you know what? For Allie Joy out there, I am going to play this song for you here this week for all the D-heads and everyone else. Stand strong, get through it, and I know you're going to make me proud no matter how you do this weekend at the meet. Good luck, princess, and all you D-heads, let's press on for show number 207 for the week of March 8th, 2018. of my lungs Not sitting back won't hold my tongue No, some things are different than we thought There's more to life than what we're taught I'm speaking up Enough's enough Cause I can't go on this way Gotta wake up and be brave But I know I'll face the fire if I say I'm gonna
troopers in their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Coming up next, Roy Rogers and sidekick Gabby Hayes fight outlaw renegade Civil War soldiers in Happy Trails, the Arizona Kid, here on the Disney Channel. Fun music is is tap your feet time. Now, meet the men behind your favorite feet tapping Disney music, Robert B. and Richard M. Sherman. Yes, we can write a title song for that walk. The Sherman brothers have written everything from rock and roll songs to themes of universal imagination. One chimney, two chimney, chim chimney, chim chimney. Visit the Sherman brothers on Disney Family Album only on the Disney Channel. I'm George Plimpton. Please join us tonight for the next presentation of Imperishable Classics on Masterpiece Theater. Get ready. Here comes DTV. the exciting new show that everyone wants to see. It's DTV, only on the Disney Channel. Two men locked in competition. You have to know fear to be brave, I think. In a sport where the main event is a 180-pound man strapped to 1,500 pounds of dynamite. Rodeo ain't nothing what it used to be. It used to be rough. World champion rodeo hands Larry Mahan and Phil Lyon go for broke in the Oscar-winning true story about courage, determination, and risk. The great American cowboy breaks loose on the Disney Channel. Pack up your goodies and get ready, everyone. It's vacation time. Oh, boy. What a day. Yes, Mickey and his friends are headed for a day of fun in the sun. So whether your fondness is for horses, or you're just crazy in love with golf courses, You'll be getting something special. Bring me back a big When you go on vacation with Mickey and his friends. Here on the Disney Channel. This September, you're heading back to school and three favorite movies are heading back to the Disney Channel by popular demand. We've got the... Fred McMurray is back in the Disney comedy classic, The Absent-Minded Professor. Justin Henry and Roy Scheider are returning, too, in the heartwarming story, Tiger Town. And look who else is popping in. It's Mary Poppins. September's gonna be... On the Disney Channel. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Well, I spent the weekend redoing my studio and installing some new equipment. Here's hoping my segment sounds better than ever. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Jennifer Atkinson of Houston, Texas, and she writes, So I love Disney Channel original movies. There is something that makes them fun and just plain Disney. What was the first Disney Channel original movie? Well, the first Disney Channel original movie was called Tiger Town, and it aired on October 9, 1983. It was awarded a Cable Ace Award in 1984 for Best Dramatic Film. 
The film stars Roy Scheider as Billy Young, an aging baseball player for the Detroit Tigers, and Justin Henry as Alex, a young fan who believes in him. It was later aired on ABC's Disney Sunday Movie and had a limited theatrical release in the Detroit area in June of 1984, the same year the Tigers won the World Series at home against the San Diego Padres. Most of the film was shot on location at Tiger Stadium and in the city of Detroit. I honestly don't remember this movie. I did find it to watch on YouTube though, so I can't wait to see it. Well, our next question is from Kyle Franklin of St. Paul, Minnesota, and he writes, Diz Radio, I have a question for you. Listening to some of your old shows, I was thinking about the many Disney movies I may have never heard of. Y'all do that to me all the time. In exploring these new titles, I learned of one from Haley Mills called Moon Spinners. Is it available on streaming or DVD? And is the location of the film a real location? Also, is there a soundtrack for me to listen to? Thank you from a loyal D-head. Well, The Moon Spinners is a 1964 Walt Disney production that was based on a 1962 suspense novel by Mary Stewart. The story is about a jewel thief hiding on the island of Crete. While traveling through Crete to collect folk songs for the BBC, a British teen and her aunt stumble upon local criminals who are peddling gems stolen from a London bank. The inn they stay at is called The Moon Spinners. The movie was mostly filmed in Crete, Greece, with some filmings in London, England, and some at Pinewood Studios in Buckinghamshire, England. The movie is available to stream on Amazon and is also available on DVD. There was a soundtrack release in 1964 on vinyl, but the soundtrack is available to listen to on YouTube. Well, our final question this week is from Jason Granville of Pittsburgh, PA, and he writes, After seeing your post about the new Disney Channel movie Zombies, I felt I needed to watch it. I am way too old to be watching Disney Channel original movies and normally do not watch these, but I was amazed by how they tackled segregation, social issues, acceptance, and being yourself. It blew me away. And as much as I will not admit this to my wife, I enjoyed the music. Is there anywhere to get the soundtrack for the film that isn't just playing YouTube videos? And do you think Disney will release it on DVD sometime? Thank you for the new find, and I may find myself watching more Disney Channel now. You're 30 plus old man D-head. Well, no worries Jason. I'm 40 plus and I watched and enjoyed the movie Zombies. The soundtrack is available for streaming and on CD, available on Amazon. And as far as it being released on DVD, I'm almost positive you will see this one released. I did find a release date of April 24th of this year, but don't hold me to it. And don't worry Jason, your secret is safe with us. Well D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Hey,
Hello there, citizens. I am the terror that flaps in the night. 
I am the bug that splatters across the windshield of crime. I am Turkwing Duck. And I'm also Jim Cummings, and you are listening to Disney On Demand. Keep up the good work. Hey D-Heads, this is Alexa coming at you again with this week's episode of Disney Parks in 5. Both the Disney parks in the U.S. have had a little bit of a slow news week, but no worries. I've got you covered. Might be a, This segment might be a little bit shorter than normal, but I'm bringing the Disney news to you. Good news is, both Pixar Pier in Disney's California Adventure and Toy Story Land in Disney's Hollywood Studios are both really starting to take shape. They are both opening in the summer of 2018, and very, very, very soon, and we are so excited. Those of you who are curious enough to sneak a little peek can definitely tell what Disney might have in mind for the final product. The Slinky Dog Dash race is really, really coming together in Hollywood Studios, and Pixar Pierce and Coaster is really starting to look really cool. Both Disney parks in the U.S. launched their first ever 360-degree panoramas pictures on Google Street View. You can go check them out on their website. They both feature Disneyland and Disney World, as well as Downtown Disney in the Disneyland Resort and Disney Springs at Walt Disney World. So go check it out. It's like you're basically there. Also, what happened in Walt Disney World it might be a little bit sad for some people, but also kind of exciting at the same time. Pirates of the Caribbean closed this week in Magic Kingdom, but we might be excited to see the new change because they are changing the redhead scene, and this is a little bit controversial, but personally, I think it's going to be very, very cool. As long as they keep the redhead, that's, you know, we want the redhead. That's how I feel. <laughs> All right, that's pretty much it for the Walt Disney World news. Moving on to Disneyland, the Food and Wine Festival has began in Disney's California Adventure once again. Along with the new food from around the world and wine is new Food and Wine merchandise, which you can get exclusively only at the Food and Wine Festival at certain kiosks. So go check it out. Don't miss it. Also, the Southern California resident ticket offer is available again for Southern California residents. So it's a little bit cheaper to get into the park if you live in Southern California right now. So don't miss out. The Egg Stravaganza has re- or will return to the Disneyland Resort on March 16th. You can purchase your map at one of the stores on Main Street or on Buena Vista Street in California Adventure and look for eggs all around the Disneyland Resort or California Adventure. But downtown Disney definitely has some ones, too. Thanks for listening to Disney Parks in 5 with me, Alexa. You can find me on my YouTube channel titled, or I renamed it, Theme Park Author. You can find me on my social medias and email me at alexa at disradio.com. That's alexa at disradio.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Also find my books on Amazon. They are titled Disney Till You're Dizzy, and I have three of them out. Two about Walt Disney World and one about Disneyland. Don't miss out. Always remember that there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. And tune in next time for more Disney Parks and Fun. Ooh, I 
And welcome to another edition of Disney Short Leash. If you're new to the segment, where you been? I've been doing this for a year now. But if you are new, the Short Leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they're short on time or short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. Like I said last segment, I'm heading back to Disney World after a 15-month absence. It's a four-day short trip for work. Family's not coming with me, except my daughter, who's a teenager and gonna be with her own friends. So I anticipate much of my non-work time to be spent on my own trying to decide how to spend my days in the parks. I've given it some thought, and for this segment, I'm gonna plot out my first two days. Day one being an Animal Kingdom day, and day two being split between Disney Springs and Hollywood Studios. Animal Kingdom was an easy and perennial punching bag for our WDW Plantoons cartoon show. Our disdain is over-exaggerated and way tongue-in-cheek, but there is more than a little twang of truth, and I didn't feel like this place did anything really well. It was the opposite of Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Animal Kingdom was two great things that really didn't go great together, and by that I mean a zoo and an amusement park. 
I've been to better zoos between Philadelphia, Washington, Pittsburgh, Cape May, and God forbid New York. There are a plethora of world-class aquariums and zoos within a few hours from my home base, all of them better at showing me animals. And until Everest was built, which is one of my favorite attractions, period, didn't have much going for it as an amusement park either. Back to the zoo side, I think the Kilimanjaro Safari is cool. I take it back, it's hot as hell, but it's enjoyable. I like the over-the-top, anti-poaching, big red, little red, symbol one version, as well as the current, less talked down to you version, where I'm not constantly defending myself in front of an animatronic environmental tribunal for crimes against nature. However, call me cruel, and I totally get why they do this for the sake of the animals, and I'm not asking them to go back, but back in the day when you had OG zoos, I'd walk past a cage and it can actually see an animal. Now we have these more approximations of the animal's actual environment, and it's turned into, did you see the lion? Uh, no, I didn't see the lion. Really? Because if you look at that rock, you can see the tip of his ear peeking out from behind it. I seem to be always competing with the furniture to see the thing I'm here to see. Also, there's a chance that the animals aren't out and about, or maybe they're eating, or they're sleeping. And I get the point is that the animals really aren't here for my amusement, but I just paid for a park ticket, so the animals are kind of here for my amusement. Disney tries to sell this as a different adventure every time, and no two safaris are alike, but it's like going to a concert of like 80s and 90s artists, and I'll use them because there were so many that were animal themed. Anyway, like I was saying, it's like going to an 80s concert and having the official say, I know you paid to see these bands, but... White Lion is already performed before you got here. White Snake is eating lunch right now. Great White is a no-show. The Eagles are here, and so is Def Leppard, except for the bass player and one of the drummer's arms. You can see Seal in an hour. We do have Ratfish and Papa Roach, Scorpion, but only until 3 p.m. We're planning a nostalgia throwback with the Beatles, but unfortunately they're dying in order of talent, which would make Ringo immortal. The point is, you never know what you're going to get, and sometimes that's not a positive. I actually prefer the Maharaja jungle trek. I can linelessly meander at my own pace and see animals with little to no obstruction. For this solo trip, I do have the whole day, but I'll initially be fast pass free. For reasons due to the nature of the trip, I don't receive tickets until I arrive, so I think I'll bite the bullet and immediately head for Pandora and stand in line for the blue cat banshee eco-terrorism I haven't ridden yet. Viva la litter box! They also have a Navi drum ceremony, and I want to check that out. When that's all done, I imagine it'll be close to lunchtime, and I'm a big fan of Yak and Yeti, which has a counter service, counterpart attached to it. It's a great place to get some of my Yak and Yeti favorites without the weight or the price tag. See folks, there are tips always in these segments hidden around the snark, you just gotta mine for them. I think I'll then go try the single rider Everest till I puke. My record is six times in a row, which is gonna be easily breakable. It's been forever since I've ridden the Wildlife Express train or visited Rafiki's Planet Watch, so if anything, I'll do that again just to remind me why I don't anymore. There are animal shows and encounters going on all the time, and we often breeze by them on the way to Dinosaur or something. And I think it's time to slow down, stop, and smell the monkeys. Don't get me wrong, attraction junkie I am, and attraction junkie I'll always be, so dinosaur, it's tough to be a bug, and maybe even the rapids are on the list, especially when I'm trying to seek shelter from the sun. How can a park be so covered in trees and yet have no shade? Festival of the Lion King and Finding Nemo the Musical when it was open was also a great sunscreen alternative. I do have to say I did see the Festival of the Lion King and got seats very close. It was awesome. I went again and sat near the back and it totally sucked, so there, you know, just FYI, it's a close to the action show for me. Dinner will be at the Harambe Market because my wife swears we have never eaten there and I believe she is mistaken, but we'll find out. 
What I'm really looking forward to is night. We rarely, if ever, are there at night. I actually don't remember being at Animal Kingdom when it was open past 5 or 6 p.m. We had often joke about the best Animal Kingdom day being arriving at 9, riding Everest, and heading to another park. But to see Pandora glowing in the dark, to see the rivers of light, to see the tree awakening, this is what I'm excited about this time around. The next day I'll be doing the work thing for most of the day at Disney Springs, and when I'm not on the job, I see poutine in my snacking future. My wife stopped by the Daily Poutine Kiosk last time and got the classic poutine that we all shared. For the uninitiated, like I was, poutine are fries, drowning gravy, and cheese clunks, or curds, or whatever they're called. To me, the taste rhymed with curds. I was not a fan. But most everybody else in my family loved it, so this was definitely my issue. With that said, why am I going back? Well, because besides the classic poutine of french fries, beef gravy, and cheddar cheese curds, they have a Latin poutine of fried yucca, black beans, pulled pork, and something I can't pronounce, but seems much better than brown curd gravy. There is also an Italian poutine with french fries, mozzarella, and bolognese. That's got to be awesome. And there's also a French poutine, which unfortunately surrendered immediately to the German poutine. Now, if you have the time and want to spend the money for a sit-down meal, I've done some restutainment at the Rainforest Cafe with animatronic animals and rainstorms. I've been to T-Rex with animatronic dinosaurs and meteor showers. But the gem we found last trip at Disney Springs was the delicious and varied menu we got at Splitsville. We had everything from sushi to pizza, and it was excellent. Plus, you can go bowling or play some pool. However, many of my meals are paid for if I go counter service, so I think I'll have an early dinner at the Earl of Sandwich, where I will purchase a sandwich. We're getting to Hollywood Studios late, and when I say late, I'm talking 5 or 6 p.m. So I would have already have tried the preemptively fast past Toy Story Midway Mania, Star Tours, and the Tower of Terror if possible. I'm going to single rider the rock and roller coaster. Phantasmic will be a game time decision. Muppets will not be. I am going. Without my 11-year-old daughter, I will successfully escape the Frozen sing-along. I love the food at the 50s Primetime Cafe, if not the endless haranguing from a waiter posing as a fake relative. We go to Disney to escape the relatives. We don't need extra. I love the whole concept of the sci-fi dine-in. It speaks to me in a way no other restaurant does. T-Rex comes close. Come on, it's like Jurassic Dinner. That's awesome. But eating in a car and watching B-movie trailers, what a fantastic time to be alive when something like this exists. But without my wife in the back seat with me, waka waka, I don't see the sci-fi dine-in making the cut. What I will do is take my own advice from one of my first short-lease segments over here at Diz Radio and make my own fireworks dinner party. Around fireworks time, I'm going to the Brown Derby Lounge. That's that bar-type thing right outside the restaurant. I'm ordering as many small plates as I can eat, especially the derby sliders and a charcuterie plate, which if there's a better one on property, I haven't found it yet. I'm looking at you, Cinderella's Royal Table, with your craft single... I don't see my beloved corn soup on the menu anymore, but I do see a mango glazed pork belly. And I do not know much about math, but I do know that pig is greater than corn. So I'm trying it. Finishing off my second day while feasting on some of my favorite park food, while the place is exploding around me, well that's short leash people, I hope you enjoyed the tip. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, and even your own short leash tips at Dominic at DizRadio.com. That's D-O-M. E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com. I also can be found on the internet on Twitter at WDWPlantoons and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDWPlantoons or by visiting Plantoons.com. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, 
here is your host, Walt Disney. Thank you, Garko. In this exciting age when everyone seems to be talking about the future possibilities of space travel, there's much speculation on what we will discover when we visit other worlds. Will we find planets with only a low form of vegetable life? Or will there be mechanical robots controlled by super-intelligent beings? One of the most fascinating fields of modern science deals with the possibility of life on other planets. This is our story. Through the years, there have been frequent rumors that Martians disguised as Earthmen walk amongst us. These stories are perhaps strengthened by the thousands of reports of unidentified flying objects passing in an endless procession across our skies. A typical cosmic soap opera usually begins at a very ultra-secret government space project. The hero is a young electronics genius who is always busy formulating new laws of thermodynamics and astrophysics. The heroine is his secretary, efficient, hardworking, and rather attractive. Of course, the villain is a mechanical robot from Mars. He is usually controlled by a Martian mastermind whose appearance is too horrible to reveal at this time. The escape device is a late-model electrophlegmatic flying saucer. The story plot usually concerns the lack of some precious element on Mars, such as water or uranium or women. Oh, bright little star, though I'm light years away from her now, I can't help but to feel that somehow we're both wishing on you. I imagine your light in her eyes As she gazes up into the skies At this moment does she realize You are in my eyes too Oh bright little star Is she wishing the same wish as me That somewhere out in space there may be A nice planet for two Dancing under a star canopy And our favorite is you And keep her till we meet again In the glow of a love without end Shining brightly like you do And every night As we gaze at your loving starlight We will know that when wishes are right They will always come true Start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. 
How do you do, D-Heads? It's Chaz back again with this week's edition of The Hollywood Walk. This week, our guest here on Diz Radio is James Godfrey, who plays Bonzo in the Disney Channel original movie, Zombies. James is a Toronto-based actor who is relatively new to the Hollywood scene, with three years and seven film credits currently to his name, two of which are Disney Channel original movies, but I'm sure there's plenty more to come. Before becoming an actor, James had several jobs ranging from Pizza Boy to Youth Pastor. His first acting credit was for Guy Number 1 on an episode of Man Seeking Woman, but in a short window of time he's becoming quite the comedic force. In Disney Zombies, his character Bonzo is a man of few words, and those he does speak are in Zombie, but that doesn't stop him from stealing any scenes he's in. From making art from apple peels, watch the movie, you'll see what I mean, to carrying around a backpack made from a snare drum, he is one unique character. If you haven't taken the time to watch the Disney Channel original movie, Zombies, I highly recommend it. My wife and I were laughing nearly the entire movie. That's all I have this week, but I'll be back again with another edition of The Hollywood Walk. If you have any comments, I can be reached at my email, that is chaz at dizradio.com. Up next is Jonathan with James. As always, don't just fly, soar. Zombies are coming, and you're invited to the party. Be here for the world premiere music video and a first look at the new DCOM Zombies. Friday, October 27th at 8, during the premiere of Andy Mack on Disney Channel. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, whether that's the big screen, the small screen, music, you name it, one of those is, I guess, the smaller screen. Disney Channel original movies, television shows that you know and love, ones that you sit around, you watch, you talk about it with your friends. And with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to any of that. You know him from great things like Frankie Drake Mysteries, The Swap, as well as the latest Disney Channel original movie, Zombies. We have none other than James Godfrey here. Welcome to Diz Radio. How's it going? It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, you know, great resume so far. People are just enjoying everything that you're part of, from Shadowhunters, The Swap, and of course, the newest one, Zombies. I guess to start things off here, what led you down that road of wanting to become an actor and pursue this as a career? I'm trying to make my mom laugh. Simply that. And that me down the path. I do comedy for a living, so that's all I really do. And then eventually people wanted to put me on TV, and that's very nice of them. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, it makes it nice and simple and easy uh, in that kind of format. Now, you know, you've been part of a lot of different things, of course, and, of course, the Disney Channel original movies. But before you even jumped into, uh, I guess, acting and many other things, like you said, you you know, you love doing comedy, a lot of things like that. So, I guess, leading up to this, have you always had to stay busy, you know, working, uh, you know, crazy hours around the job, waiting for that next callback? And when you finally did and you landed, you know, any of these roles where you're just like, all right, finally, I am on my way. You feel that in a small sense, but after a while, it starts to just kind of just become more of a reality. And you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm working at it, and um, I'm a working actor. The comedy thing kind of takes over, so you just got so many shows on the go that you just, you're just working nonstop, but... I don't know if it's work if you don't get paid. That's the question you have to ask yourself. Now, I guess with that, too, the latest Disney Channel original movie is Zombies. And I have to say, you know, many people out there love it. I know my kids love this film, of course. And it's a a great, I guess, a non-threatening take of Zombies. I guess when they first, uh, you know, when you landed this gig, you were going to be part of this. You are the great best friend that only speaks Zombie to Zed. Uh, I guess, uh, what was it like landing this role? And what did you think of the script when you first read it, that it was a... 
almost like a family-friendly zombie movie. No, the script's hilarious. I loved the script when I first read it, but ultimately um, my role was a little bit uh, difficult to get into just because the language itself is a real language I had to learn. Um, But going into it, being told that I can't speak English, and especially coming from somebody who likes to talk a lot, I was a little (laughs) bit like, oh, how am I going to do this? So uh, I just tried to do as much physicality as I could possibly pull off on screen, and then... uh, Really trying to learn the language. Well, you know, and you were kind of like the, uh, I guess the comic relief, but at the same time, kind of the glue between the, uh, I guess, the normal people and the zombies, I guess. So even though you had to learn this alternate language, uh, you know, and you, you know, you only spoke zombie, I guess, did you feel like, all right, when you're watching this, when you're reading it, you are that glue between the two cultures that just kind of loves everybody? That's very kind. I think. I think Bonzo loves everybody. He doesn't judge anybody. He's got the chip on his shoulder. He just wants to be friends with everybody. So definitely there's a there's a heart to the character that kind of draws everybody to him. So that was a lot of fun to play on screens where I get to the one person who doesn't have to be so affected by all the negativity. But every so often you do see it happen. But Right. Well, and, you know, and with this film, too, the one thing that it does, I guess, really touch base upon, you know, in so many different ways is, you know, society and, you know, the way society is and the way it treats people differently. And it was a, a really good way to, I guess, tastefully tackle this kind of subject in a fun way with such a deeper meaning. Did you take that away with it as well? For sure. Like we went with Effie Brown, who's the producer, and she just had a real heart of sharing this message with kids. And I think you walk away with a real sense of everybody just, you know, loving the differences in all of us. And uh, you don't have to be all the same. You can stand up for yourself. Now, I guess, uh, you know, before we move on to other things here, of course, now Zombies is full of music. It's full of fun, dance moves, uh, I guess, uh, catchy songs. I guess, uh, you know, looking back at this, were you like, all right, I am part of a Disney movie. And, of course, it's a musical. So did you find yourself kind of singing along to a lot of these tracks as well? They're extremely stuck in my head. I don't know if I can get them out. It's a little bit scary. I've gone to three doctors. Um, we had a, I didn't know how to dance before this movie, so the whole time we are just dancing to these songs. So before the movie even came out, we probably heard them like 70 times every day. And so by the end of it, they're, I, I have a problem. <laughs> now, I guess, how hard was it to learn how to, like, I guess, dance and move and, I guess, do a couple of those things, especially if you've never really done it before? It's, it's the hardest thing in the world. All all credit goes out to Chris Scott. He's uh, the choreographer. He's amazing. All of his team, they, they, anything good you see was all them, and everything bad was all me. So hopefully you can't tell what I messed up on screen, but, yeah, I learned that on, from scratch. Now, watching the film, you know, everybody seems like they get along. Now, of course, you know, you're all actors, of course, but I, I'd like to say that sometimes it seems genuine and it comes across on screen. Was everybody just like one big family, even off camera? No, we all hated each other. It was, just, it was pretty terrible. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it was really great. They hired, I, think, I don't know why. They, they, they seem to hire every person that was just very kind and nice. And so when we all met each other, just kind of instantaneous, like we're just nice people. And I think that was a, a good part on the casting. So we all are just, it was very fun to work on that project. Now, I guess uh, one thing here too, of course, you know, the one thing that I always mention is, you know, you're part of a Disney Channel original movie. And with that, being part of a Disney Channel original movie, uh, do you go out and do people just recognize you instantly? And uh, do you get approached, uh, you know, for doing any of these films? Uh, not yet. Uh, every so often if people somehow like our there's been a few times that people have to kind of coax them into it all my characters i've played on the disney channel movies like porter had a ponytail 
Uh, Bonzo, I have so much makeup and a wig on that by the end of it, people, if they even do recognize me, they kind of just squint their eyes and walk away because I don't think they can really <laughs> for sure tell it's me. But it's kind of a nice thing because I got to walk around pretty privately. So it's nice. You know, you've been part of other things too as well. Being part of Shadow Hunters, uh, you know, like you said, the swap, zombies and whatnot. I guess when it comes to doing different roles, are you open to, you know, family roles, deeper roles, drama? Is there one genre that you enjoy more than others or do you just love it all? You just love acting. I just love acting. Ultimately, I like to tell a story. So if it's a good story, I'm all for it. And I, I like the challenge of a new character. I think if I were to say my first love is probably comedy. Just because it's an immediate reaction, you know, when you're watching somebody from a stage or if you're watching somebody watch the film and they laugh, it's like, oh, I can immediately see that I affected them. But ultimately, to make somebody feel an emotion or go along a story is just as just as nice, just maybe not as a parent. Well, you know, and like you said, it's one of those, you know, tell the great story, but of course, comedy. Now, you did mention, you know, you love that instant reaction, being on stage, you know, telling the telling jokes, uh, you know, you get to see that that live, that energy. Now, is that something that really helps you thrive because you do see that instant reaction? You just kind of leave the stage with this, you know, natural high? I think so. It, it, every performer is desperate for attention and for uh, affirmation, so... The whole time, that's all you're looking for. And when you're doing something for camera, everybody on set has to be dead quiet. So you can do something you think is so funny, it's just complete silence until finally they call cut and then somebody laughs and like, okay, it was okay. But before that moment, you're just completely in self-doubt about what you've done. But when you're on stage, it's like the audience laughs or it doesn't laugh and you know right away. That's it. That's a pretty satisfying thing. Uh, now, with comedy, too, you know, doing this, like you said, it, it is satisfying. Everyone's laughing instantly. You're kind of caught up in the moment. Have you ever found yourself laughing so much along with the audience that you kind of forgot where you were going with the joke? Um, I wouldn't say if that happens, it usually means I'm bombing pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> it means that I'm, <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing pretty bad on stage. And that has happened, but it's, it's not a laughter like I'm laughing at the joke. I'm more so laughing at how bad I'm doing on stage. And then it becomes a thing you can't stop, and then it, it's not a good thing at all. You go a little bit insane. So I've bombed a lot. Now, I guess the 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 ideal role then for you, you know, since you love stand-up comedy and making people laugh, all right, would you love to do a really physical, comedic role on television or movie where, you know, that that's it, something to make people laugh, and they're going to walk away from that movie just wanting to watch it over and over again? I guess every, everybody's dream is to have a cottage film. You know, the one they put in the VHS or I guess DVD player when they go to the cottage and they watch it over and over again, you know, the staples. You want to be a Bill Murray or you want to be a John Candy or a Jim Carrey, all these guys I grew up watching. So I think it's definitely like... It would be an amazing thing to be able to do that, and I don't know if any of the movies yet. I think the zombies, people are pretty positive towards that, but it's going good. Well, definitely. You know, and like you said, coming full circle here with zombies, of course, you know, because it is uh, a huge phenomenon, it, people have really taken a great reception to this. Now, I foresee probably doing a two or a three. Are you open to coming back and playing Bonzo once again? I'm absolutely open to it. I can't say anything about anything, but I can say that I'm open to anything that they want to throw at me. Well, you know, you never know. Now that you're part of uh, being integrated into the high school, he might be able to learn how to speak something other than zombie. Well, there we go. Maybe, again, I can't say anything about anything. So we'll move on. <laughs> well, that would, that would really play up to, you know, to your talents. He learns, learns a little bit of actual English, not zombie, and goes on to be a stand-up comedian in the school. Definitely. Definitely. There'd be a, there'd be a, there's, there's many things that we could do with Bonzo. That'd be, if, the, if, the, 
hands down, if kids enjoy the character and they want him back, then there's a lot of things you can do with that character. And I had a lot of fun playing it. Now, you know, with your career, so many different things. Like you said, stand-up comedy, television, movies. Is there anything up and coming that you're going to be part of or where people can see you or, you you know, are you touring on the uh, comedy circuit or when is anyone else going to be able to see you or should we just keep our eyes peeled and keep watching zombies? Well, so mostly I'm doing sketch comedy, which is uh, not so much stand-up comedy, but I, I travel with a troupe with Dangerously Safe. And uh, we are going up to Manitoulin Island next on the road. So that's uh, the largest freshwater island in the world that has the largest lake within an island with the lake within an island. And uh, it's just really north of Toronto. I don't know if you know Canada, but basically it's eight hours north of Toronto. And we're going up there to do a comedy show called the Cabin Fever Comedy Hour. So that's where we're up next. So if you guys want to take a 40-hour drive, that's where you go to. Well, you know, definitely, well, especially because sketch comedy is always so fun. I mean, I myself, you know, grow, growing up, I've watched comedy sports. I love watching all that. Sketch comedy is just one of those things where it's different, fun, unique every single night. Oh, so definitely. It's, it's, it's a very fun. It's the team dynamic to be able to work off one another makes it, it makes it very good. It's the actor and he likes to work with people. Well, you know, with that too, like you said, you know, you've been part of so many different things. You're touring right now with Sketch Comedy. I guess in wrapping here, before we uh, officially close things out, if you could reach for the stars, who is that one actor, that one person that you would love to make a, a television movie with, an uh, on-screen movie, or even do stand-up comedy with? You have that one, I guess, dream pairing that you would love to do. The living or dead? Uh, I, either, either or, I guess. Um, I guess, I've always, like, truthfully, probably John Candy, the Canadian legend. I I grew up watching all of his stuff, so if I go back in time and make something with John Candy, that would make me extremely happy. Well, and you can't go wrong with John Candy. I mean, so many classics, you couldn't even... I mean, he's one of those guys where you can watch one of his movies no matter what. Flipping through the channels, you stop and you keep watching. Well, it was our pleasure having you stop in, take this time. Part of so many different things, of course, all the Disney fans out there know you from Zombies, The Swap, but you've also been part of Frankie Drink Mysteries, the My 90-Year-Old Romance, Our Roommate, as well as Shadowhunters, and so much more. Of course, sketch comedy touring around. So I guess in closing here, for everyone who has seen everything you've been part of, for the newer fans like my children who are, you know, enjoying Zombies and The Swap, is there anything you'd like to leave out there for anybody listening in? Thank you to everybody that's been watching. I hope you guys enjoy zombies and enjoy what's coming next. And uh, whatever you want to do in life, go for it. Very good. Well, it's our pleasure having you stop in, and uh, you're always welcome back anytime. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jonathan.
kinds of ways. Yep, everyone is unique. And it's the differences in each of us that make the world interesting. Remember, DNA doesn't make a family. Love does. So whether you have step-siblings, a single parent, three brothers, or you're adopted, every kid needs a family. And remember to not judge a family just because it's different than yours. You can be a good friend to your peers at your school regardless of what kind of family they're in. And if you're a part of an adopted family, how cool is that? <laughs> you're joined by the heart, not blood. Hello, all you D-heads, it's time for another Disney Quote of the Week. You know, it's difficult to imagine a childhood today without the magic of Disney. Yet it's even harder to imagine that it all began with one man whose journey from failed experimenter to mythic pioneer was powered by the passion and perseverance to never let the doubters stop his pursuit of a crazy dream. From the first ever color cartoon starring Mickey and his friends, to the first ever Academy Award won by an animated short, and of course, the first full-length animated film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Walt Disney's trailblazing career was built on a steady succession of firsts. Snow White is today viewed as a monument of cinematic genius that launched one of America's most beloved institutions. But what we often forget is that it was a success that wasn't supposed to be. Disney risked it all on his wide-eyed dream borrowing almost all of Snow White's unprecedented budget of $1.5 million <laughs> during the Great Depression, as it was still in full swing. Even his wife thought it was madness to think adults would sit through a full-length cartoon musical. But Disney ignored this naysayers and pressed on with his ambitions. And the rest, as we say, is cinema history. Disney knew that inside every grown-up is a child longing to dream freely again. And with that is today's Disney quote of the week. And it is also said by our Jonathan. A man should never neglect his family for business. 
Well, that's all the time I have this week, D-Heads. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think. What's your favorite Disney quote? I can be reached at frank at dizradio.com. And in just over a week, I'll be at Disney enjoying myself on a fun-filled week, taking in all the sights and sounds that Disney has to offer. Until next week, have a magical week. Stop your crying, it will be alright Just take my hand, hold it tight I will protect you from all around you I will be here, don't you cry For one so small, you seem so strong
Hey, it's Ernie Reyes Jr. here from Sidekicks, Ninja Turtles, and Surf Ninjas, and you're listening to Diz Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Jamie. And Trisha. And welcome to Magical Munchies, the segment on Diz Radio where we eat the treats on both coasts. Because Disney food is what we love to love the most. (laughs) And that's the truth. So, Trisha, are you ready for today's episode? Oh, I so am. And thank you for accepting the A to Z challenge and taking it out west and eating 26 different bites in Disneyland. Well, you're totally welcome. I was inspired by your book, Tasting the Magic from A to Z, The Best Food and Beverages at Walt Disney World, and I had to see if I could go bite for bite with you on the West Coast. So, and maybe we have to do uh, Tasting the Magic from A to Z uh, at Disneyland next. I would co-author that. And because from the looks of your list, you nailed it. So, should we get our eat on Disneyland style? Oh yeah, I am totally game. So, because in Disneyland, why not, West Coast, A was for Ahi Poke at Trader Sam's in the Disneyland Hotel. That was followed by B, Banyan Beef Skewer from Bengal Barbecue, and C was for a Chimichanga from California Adventure. That's a pretty solid start, and you covered like a couple of different regions of the world there. And (laughs) as I saw, you continued your quest for deliciousness. But with D, a decadent drinking chocolate from the Ghirardelli chocolate soda. We had that on the uh, Disney World version, too. And that's in California Adventure. And then you had, for E, a latte, which was street-style corn from the Cocoa Corn Cart in the Paradise Pier area. And then F for flatbed from Carthay Circle Lounge, also in California Adventure. Yep, and everything was so good, which was why uh, my boyfriend and I, Joe, um, my boyfriend and I, Joe, that's not even words, <laughs> Joe and I, we watched that down with a hearty serving of G, which was Gaston's famous brew at the Red Rose Tavern, and since it was Halloween time, what would H be without an Halloween churro? Churros. And my <laughs> Churros, they're so good. And you know what? My personal favorite, because I didn't share this one, was the letter I, and it was Iron Horse Sparkling Wine from Carthay Circle, and I did share J. That was a jalapeno-filled pretzel from a cart in Frontierland. Looks like you ate your K in the form of King Salmon Poke in Carthay Circle, followed by some more fish, namely the L for lobster nachos at the now-closed Cove Bar. And if the rumors are true, it'll still be on the menu when it reopens as the Lamplight Lounge. And it sounds like you put the M in M with a Monte Cristo from Cafe Orleans. I did! (laughs) You know what? Cafe Orleans was absolutely amazing. So I had to enjoy a bunch of other letters there. So I enjoyed N, and that was the New Orleans gumbo. So good. O, because it was Halloween time, was an Oogie Boogie Rice Krispie Treat. And P, yep, back to uh, Cafe Orleans, P was for the palm fritz. Oh, Oh, those are so good. Mm -hmm. And it appears that Q is a coast-to-coast with the queso fundito, but you had it at the Carthay Circle Lounge, washed down by R, a red apple ale at the Cozy Cone Motel, and then you put a little spring in your step with S in the spring roll from Bengal Barbecue. Yep, I totally did. And then, you know, stuffed as I was, not really. (laughs) We made our way over to the uh, Hungry Bear Cafe in Disneyland for tea, which was a teddy bear sparkler. 
and some you, which was a unicorn pop at the Candy Palace, and back over to California Adventure for some V with Vampire Mater Bread. And since I just can't get enough Disney carbs in my mouth at any one given time, my W was a carb-laden waffle in the shape of the main mouse himself at Carnation Cafe. I just have to say, I love the names of some of these restaurants at Disneyland. Like, his added <laughs> even more desire. Hungry Bear Cafe? Like... <laughs> now, X didn't trip you up at all, and it doesn't sound like you had to get really drunk to to consume X, um, but you <laughs> nailed it with the X Fusion liqueur and a drink called the Magical Star Cocktail at the Cove Bar, and you stayed in California Adventure for your Y, which was the Yucatan-inspired Vaporcitos from Paradise Garden Grill, and Z, the one that can get very tricky, was Zebra Popcorn, and this... I'm guessing sounds as cool as it is tasty. It was actually really good. And Z was really hard, but I lucked out because I was in the Candy Palace kind of like putzing around and scanning all their goodies on the wall and I found the zebra popcorn. So it was a relief that I got that letter out pretty early in the game. And I think that was uh, the first day. And it was popcorn with uh, white chocolate and um, milk chocolate drizzle. It's true. Some of the letters can be really tricky, so it's good to kind of think outside of the box. And the other main point of this challenge is that you don't have to up the ante by eating it in order. Because that, that would be a, a serious challenge. So, you know, if you need to start with Z and start with your zebra popcorn or your X extra large margaritas, that's where you start. <laughs> it's so true. And just trying to eat them in order would be an added level of difficulty. And I found that it was best to carry some printouts with me because I'm a printout kind of gal. And I just crossed the letters off uh, as I devoured each item. And if you're in a bind for letters, social media is your friend. Jamie and I were both lucky enough to have some help from the Instagram community and would love to help you as you embark on your own Disney dining challenge. Yes, a huge, huge thank you to uh, the Disney Instagram community for your super creative suggestions. And some of those folks are actually the ones that helped me with mine are in my book. I mentioned them both uh, in one of the chapters as well as in the acknowledgments. So it's kind of cool to be like, hey, look at you, my friend on Instagram, you're in the book. <laughs> but speaking of books, if you need some food tips, make sure to check out my book, Tasting the Magic from A to Z, the best food and beverages at Walt Disney World. And it'll give you a little food for thought. It's available on Amazon, or if you prefer your books signed by the author, just reach out to me, and you can find me on Instagram at notsoevil underscore Disney Stepmom, or on Facebook at author Trisha Dab, and that's how you get your signed copies. And I'll tell you what, D-Heads, I carried my own personal signed copy of Trisha's newest book with me on my most recent trip to Walt Disney World, and it was like having my own personal Disney foodie by my side in the parks. But I, I was there. I was by your side for, for parts of it. Yeah, I know, but that's why I had to shush you, because I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait to hear what you, D-Heads, thought, so make sure you drop us a line. You can reach me on Instagram or Facebook on the mints I mentioned before, or even on our super cool Diz Radio. Mine is Trisha, T-R-I-S-H-A, at DizRadio.com. Yes, please. My inbox is hungry. <laughs> so you can email me at, uh, it's Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at DizRadio.com. Or you can check me out on Instagram, especially on Foodie Fridays, at uh, Lilo underscore The Lost Princess. 
And as always, thank you so much for joining us, Diz Radio fans, on this delicious episode of Magical Munchies. And until next time, be sure to try everything. Listen up, it's not so tough, I'll tell you how it's done. started the project we were going to want a giant zombie number we wanted something with edge and something cool and a little dark the first thing i thought about when steve gave me the song was the culture of zombies i think that's really what drove the piece listen this is our turn we wanted to give him like i said that little supernatural edge and so when you can like 
animate and like wave and stuff. It feels like this extra power that a zombie might have that humans don't have. When we developed it, they talked about a floor that was almost like a trampoline and then paint it to look like cement. So that's when the kids are able to jump up and land on their back and come bouncing back off the floor. This air track we got custom made. If you can imagine a giant air mattress with like a crazy stretchy material so that it just shoots you right back up. It felt like we were experimenting. Milo comes up on the floor for the first time. He's never really been on it. He comes up and he's like, oh, and I, I'm like explaining to him, like, could you do something like that? And he's like, I mean, like, what, like, and bam, and literally, bam, he jumps on his back, bounces back up. He was like, that's dope. We're putting that in the movie. For me, it was just fun. What was it like for you? It was scary until he got on it and made it amazing. It definitely took a lot of work. You have to jump as high as you can, like bounce off your back as hard as you can. You know, we took all the precautions necessary just to make sure we were training safe and that everybody was comfortable. Don't try this at home. Don't try it on your air mattress. Don't try it on your bed. Uh, it's a whole nother thing. Learning the dance for Bam, once you got it, you just get so into the song. The choreography was amazing. Part of the point was that zombies are unique. We wanted them doing all slightly different dancing as opposed to everybody doing exactly the same moves. Just like the intricate movements. It has yeah. to be like so sharp yeah. and precise. Even though it looks well, loose, yeah, it here. has to be perfect. I hope it will inspire people to dance. Use the zombies as a great role model to be creative. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Kari only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parents and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fantastic romp. We went into Zombieland and so many other things. It was such a fun time here this week with this great Disney Channel original movie. So I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the very talented James Godfrey once again for stopping in, chatting with us, talking with us. I am excited to see some of your sketch comedy, as well as possibly a Zombies 2. It was a very fun movie, and I'd be looking forward to that. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Alexa, Aaron, Dominic, Chaz, Frank, Trisha, and James. Amy, all stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Without the D-Team, there'd be nothing more than me rambling week in and week out. And definitely connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com. Just go to the D-Team page, drop them an email. They don't bite. Well, unless they became a zombie now. But either way, they don't bite connect up with them. And finally, thank you the D-Heads. Without you, there truly would be no show. You are the reason we've been coming back at you for almost 8 years. Over 200 shows, 200 celebrity guests, and so much more. So thank you the D-Heads. You truly do make the magic happen. Now next week is St. Patrick's Day. It's our St. Patrick's Day show, and we have a lot of fun things planned for St. Patrick's Day. But before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in for that, first I want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. 
Com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Diz Radio Show. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, all of which are going to help you find our fun, different, magical, all kind of nostalgic, fun-witted, crazy, different kind of Disney show. And remember, if you want to stay connected, you can't wait. You need our. You need to hear our guests. You need to hear the D-team. You just want the magic in your ears right away every single week. All you have to do is go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio. It is that simple. Search Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or Disney On Demand. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released right there on your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, you name it. You will be able to get that show instantly to listen to, enjoy, and just have the magic in your ears. And remember, if you can't remember all of this, or maybe your ears fell off since you went into Zombieland, all you have to do is go to DizRadio.com, and all those links are there as well. Phew! All right, with that out of the way, with that said, it is time to move on here. And next week, as I mentioned, it is St. Patrick's Day week. It is the time when all things are green, fun, all full of luck, and so many other things. And one thing, when I think of St. Patrick's Day, I think the color green. I also think about wishing I never want to grow up. I also am always dreaming about going to other places and making that wish come true with the luck of the Irish. So maybe that'll clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in here next week. Just a little bit of a hint. So until then, as I always say, slow down, take time, and as Frank reminded you, never neglect family for business. It is the most important thing. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. Make the magic happen. Put this show on pause. You name it. Make the memories happen. Never neglect family for business. So until next week, all of you D-heads, I am super busy. I got a gymnastics meet, a Boy Scout dinner, a basketball tournament, a hockey tournament, and many other things. So let's just wrap up this week's show. Have a fantastic weekend. And remember, if we all work together, it can be our year. Watch it come together, be the best one ever, because it's our time. This is going to be our year, been waiting for this moment. Yeah, we're going to own it. You can watch us shine. This is going to be our year, our year, our year. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.